Hey, Joey, how's it going? Doing good. How about you today? Yeah, fine. All good. All good. Thank you very much for taking time in your afternoon to come on and do this. And nice to meet you. Finally, we've been speaking back and forth for probably, I mean, surely it's not an almost a year, actually, is it? Yeah, it seems like, <laughs> seems like it's been a while. I, was, uh, I, I forget how I discovered your podcast. I think, I think it popped up on my Instagram feed and I'm like, oh, this looks pretty interesting. So I just started, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm going to follow this podcast. And uh, it turned out we both have a mutual love for pro wrestling. And that's right. That's yeah. How we started talking. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, yourself, you've got a CHD yourself. Um, yep. So, obviously, people listening, because you've got quite a good following on Instagram, I've noticed, but there's obviously people who listen that don't know you. So if you wouldn't mind taking some time out and just introduce yourself and a little bit about your history of your heart and whatnot. Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. So I'm Joey. I was uh, born in February of 1985. And so my, my situation is a little bit interesting. Um, when my mom was pregnant with me uh, during the, I think it was her second ultrasound, they discovered they thought I had a hernia in my belly. And so they wanted to monitor that. And when they started to monitor that, they realized it wasn't a hernia. Uh, okay. they, realized, they realized my liver was outside of my body. Right. And yeah. And so, so they're like, okay, if, his, if he's having problems with his liver, we might want to check his other organs to make sure they're functioning properly. And so they sent her to a pediatric cardiologist and that is where they discovered that I had, uh, was gonna be, had, you know, multiple heart defects. And at that time, uh, you know, late, you know, I would say the mid eighties, uh, you were kind of 50, 50, if you were going to survive yeah. having CHD or not. <laughs> Pretty much. And, yeah. And so the doctors actually told my mom multiple times to have an abortion because I, they were only giving me like a week to live with all the health issues I was having. And so obviously my mom refused. I'm here almost, you know, I'm going to be 37 next month. And uh, my condition uh, that they discovered is I have pulmonary atresia with ventricular septal defect. Right. Okay. And so for anyone that doesn't know what that is, can you go into a bit more of what the atresia, so, but even the, yeah, the pulmonary, is it pulmonary atresia you said? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like what's that then? Is that more? So that to me, how I was always, described to me is that I had a, my pulmonary valve was malformed and it was basically not there. Right, That's okay. how it was described to me. Um, I also had a hole in my heart, which I mean, I think most CHD patients wind up having a hole in their heart when they're born. Uh, it seems to be the trend. That was repaired right away. But like, even, even when I was born, like the first the first issues they dealt with right away was getting, actually getting my liver back in. Right, okay. Uh, or they could do any of the heart stuff, obviously. So the liver thing and, happened as soon as you were born? 
Oh yeah, they took me. Yeah. They took me right out. Like my mom, my mom did not get to see me right away. Okay. Um, my understanding is the liver thing happened very, very quickly. And because of they knew these issues were going to happen, but did you early then? Oh uh, no, actually, believe it or not, uh, my mom actually, my mom actually went full term with me, and they, uh, she thinks, she honestly thinks that's what ended up saving me in the end. Is that I did go full term. Right. Okay. So I mean it's yeah, it's probably a good thing she went full term because I think had I come early, I probably probably would not be here. No, yeah. Because I'm taking when they found out about the liver being on the outside, obviously the the, the monitor that really closely. So and yeah. yeah. And then that happened and you got that so that liver got fixed like right away. And then yeah the pulmonary trees you got fixed as well at the same time or was that so shortly shortly after i had uh i think it was i want to say two shunts put right. in me to kind of hold me over until i could have open heart surgery because obviously i i just wasn't dealing with the heart stuff i was also dealing with other stuff too um so they they did put in a shunt until i was grown enough to have open heart surgery because at the time they weren't exactly operating on newborns right no. away. So they, they had to wait. And so uh, by the time I had my first open heart surgery, I was, I was almost, I want to say almost three years old is when I had my, I had it in, I think, let me think December of 1987 is when I had my first open heart. Right. That's yes, yeah, three because I was four when I had my first open heart. Yeah. So I must yeah, waiting for that kind of yeah. and like it was like yourself, I had a I had one shunt though. Um, yeah. for myself. And was that the last surgery you had or did it go uh, no, did other no, things I, come from that? I I've I've actually had three open heart surgeries. Oh three, four. okay. Yep. Um the second one, and I remember the day so well, it was uh, September 5th, 2002, and I was 17 at the time. Oh, right, so that so, was the second one from being three to then 17. Yeah, that that's, was... That's quite a long, like, you know... That, that was very unheard of uh -huh. for, like, for, for, for my, like, for my generation, like, people were having... People were having open heart like people that were born around the same time I was were having surgeries like every five to six years. And here I am, I'm stretching at 17, like yeah. 14 years. And like that that was just that was unheard of. But I also like I I did a lot to keep myself active as a child. Right. Yeah. I was gonna ask that because obviously we've been like having the heart stuff and like I know myself you, you can only limit you're limited to doing so much but yeah. keeping yourself healthy as well is also a good way of stopping these incidents happening so with, with you when that turned 17 was that just a, was that something really unexpected then or was that always a plan um, so what they what they did um in my first one they put in what they call a conduit and I called the conduit a piece of piping, which allows the blood flow to work properly. 
And what happened with the conduit is I, I basically finally outgrew the conduit and it began, began to wear down like rapidly. Like it, I, I probably, I probably should have had surgery like maybe a year, a year or two prior to that. But like at the time I felt like I was going, I, I was really strong and I, I not, felt kind of invincible at the so time. Did you say no to the surgery then? No, I didn't. No, but no. well, my cardiologist kept a close eye on it. Like so, like before, before I had my open heart. A few months prior to that, they did a heart catheterization to actually determine that I needed open heart. So that that's kind of how all that came about. Like even even when I was going, even when I was going into that open heart, I was still feeling pretty. You know, I wasn't feeling bad. Like I wasn't feeling like I was dying or a lack of energy. I just, I had outgrown the conduit and they needed to put another one in. Yeah, yeah. And I did that, that go fine. And... That went fine. Oh my gosh, yeah. So the crazy, the crazy story about that is they thought I was going to be in the hospital, I think, six to ten days. And I left the hospital on the morning of the fourth day. Okay. And I was, I was at home later that day, already walking up and down my street in the neighborhood. Um, yeah, I didn't that's, care. That's, yeah, that's really good. So that's a sign that your body can handle that as well. You know. Yeah. Yep. And you know, the, the great thing about September is it start it starts to cool off in Michigan. Thank God. And I really think that played into how well I recovered because, you know, it wasn't so cold that I couldn't go outside and go for a walk. And it wasn't so hot to where, like, I would feel exhausted. It was just the right, perfect temperature for me to be able to go for walks and get my exercise in. And what's crazy about it is I was supposed to be out of school for I think six weeks is what they had told me. I went back to school 10 days after my open heart surgery. Oh, I had been taking the six weeks. <laughs> I, should, I you know what? Looking back, looking back on it, I, that is one of my biggest regrets was not, I hate to say it, but I should have, I should have milked it out a little longer. But I had a couple of teachers that were not very understanding of my situation. Right. Okay. <laughs> So I felt like I had to get back and get back into the groove of things. But man, after that, I felt I felt on top of the world for quite a long time after that last surgery. That's good. And like generally, you kept quite well then throughout from after both surgeries, and even now I'm taking it. It's yeah. I mean, good. I I had I had a third surgery when I was 29. <laughs> that was that was a rough one. Oh yeah. That was, yeah. Um, so February twelfth, two thousand fourteen. I remember like it was yesterday. That was that was that was a very scary situation for me. Okay. Uh, because for six months leading up to that surgery, I, I had no energy at all. I was struggling. I was sleeping twelve to sixteen hours a day um had no motivation 
Uh, I should have had surgery a year earlier than what I did, but I didn't have health insurance at the time. And so I had to go through a bunch of hoops and hurdles to get the surgery financially approved. And it took me a long time to get financial approval to get the surgery done. Uh, otherwise, otherwise, I had two options. I had the option of doing the surgery without any financial help or health insurance, and I would go bankrupt. I'd have to declare bankruptcy, which there was no way I was doing that at 29 years old. No way. Just, no. Or I, I don't have the surgery, and I'd take my chances with my own fate. And, and neither one of those options sounded really good. So I just fought as hard as I could to get the financial assistance I needed. And surgery was taken care of, and I got it. It was a pretty brutal surgery. They told me that the surgery was going to be four hours and it ended up being close to eight, eight and a half hours. And what was that? What did they do with that the, one? The, con- the conduit had, uh, had outgrown itself again. Oh, okay. So, well, the thing with this one, this one, this one was really scary. And they had to do open heart for that, you'd think. Yep, yep. That's... Yep, I was. It was. It was so far gone. So, I want to try and explain this so people kind of can get a understanding of it. So, when when I had my second open heart surgery, the conduit was still in one piece. It, it, it was. It was worn out, and it narrowed, but it was still in one piece. When I had my third open heart, when they pulled the conduit out, it it came out crumbling in pieces. Oh, geez. Okay. So I I was I got I got pretty lucky. Yeah, because if that had crumbled inside you, would that? I don't know what would have happened. No, no one knew. Don't really know. No. I I don't want to know, and I don't want to think about it. <laughs> No, uh, I guess that, not. That probably would have been a pretty, probably is, pretty scary. Very scary, yeah. But no, I, I, they, so originally when they were wrapping up the surgery, they were having some issues uh, trying to sew me up because uh, every time they would try and stitch me up, I would start bleeding. And then they got worried about blood clots because of all the scar tissue. So they actually had to glue me back up. Okay. Then then sew me back up. They glued me back up. And so I remember, I remember being told that they told my family that they might have to keep me under a day or two, uh, just to monitor any, you know, like if there's any issues with blood clots. But that never ended up happening. I came out of that surgery, uh, pretty well. I actually did wake up that night. They didn't let me wake up that night. And I don't know. I don't know if this is, I got lucky with the rest of my body, but uh, the next morning I was already in the normal room. All right. Okay. And walking around. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. You know, I don't know. They, I, I remember, I remember what, I remember one cardiologist coming in. Uh, coming in and just like observing me and it's not a cardiologist I ever dealt with 
but he's like man you're you know what do you tell me he's like you're the poster boy for recovery <laughs> and i'm like i just i'm stubborn i want to be better i want to get better i want to feel better like i don't want to be cooped up in a hospital room no bored out of my mind i want to i want to be out doing things and so that's a great that, attitude to have though isn't it you know and yeah. that that alone helps recovery going in with this attitude that i went out and to feel good you know that's going to yeah. help every day yeah yeah and so i mean like the thing of it is is like i'm my mind i feel like sometimes my mindset is a little different than a lot of other people that have chd like and this is not me trying to knock on anybody but you know i see it in a lot of the facebook groups where it's like woe is me i have this problem I have that problem and I'm thinking to myself, you know, you're still here. You're still alive. You know, why not make the best of your situation? Yeah. Uh, To me, I feel like, I feel like attitude and mentality have a lot to do with how successful you are. That that is true. There's also the fact with like the CHT people like myself, like, I I like to think I'm a quite positive person, but I know myself when you go through the things of one thing coming after another, that you're like I can't deal with this anymore, and you're like you and you do have a, like a sort of negativity around that yeah. time. But I like to try and remain quite positive, and I like I don't really do that Facebook at all. Um, but what I've noticed from Instagram groups with people with CHD is they use their pages like pretty much how I've, what I've done with this for the awareness side of it. Yep. And sharing their dark, like the dark side of their stories to show that there is still, like there is pretty much, I'm here, that's great. But it's also rubbish at the same time, you know, if you know what I mean, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, no, I get like, I mean, I think like... Here's the thing, and, and, I, and I've said this to people a, a lot over the years, like the biggest problem with trying to get awareness for CHD into the national spotlight, that's something I've been working on for a long time, is like I want like CHD, like I want the like, I want CHD to be noticed by like, you know, the major sports of the world, like baseball basketball i mean whatever it is but i think the problem is is like if someone were to look at you or i without knowing anything we've been through they would think we were perfectly fine yeah and that's the problem is like it's not like we got all these chd here chd people running around taking our shirts off like here (laughs) here's my problem you know we unfortunately we don't have that and Honestly, that wouldn't be a good look anyways, but like there, there's a stigma and that stigma does bother me quite a bit like that. Like I had a neighbor, um, I love him to death. Like he, he's like probably one of the most important people in my life for the longest time. He didn't even understand it. He thought, okay, Joey had heart surgery, so he's fine. And like, I, I, me and me and his wife finally had to sit down and talk and be like, no, I mean, yes, I'm, 
I'm doing well. I'm my health is good right now, but this is something I have to deal with for the rest of my life. Yeah, and I and I get that because I've I've I noticed that I think I've mentioned it in an episode before about not so I'm not really friends with these people anymore, but I was in like this circle of group of people, and there was a few people I've known since I was a kid at school who knew my history and know about me, so they understood everything. And then there was other people who I got known from at a later age. And when you would say things like, oh, man, I'm a bit tired, I'm going to go home now, or something like, you know, just didn't want to kind of take part in what they were doing anymore. This is like, I'm talking not even like when you're teenagers, I'm talking like late 20s, early Mm -hmm. 30s here. And they're kind of looking at you like, why are you going? Like, it's like, you still want to go and we've got to do all this. I was like, well, no, it's like, I'm tired. And if I like if I run myself down, that's when I get sick. You know, if I do too much, that's when I get sick. As I, yep. I can perfectly keep up with everyone when I can't, because I, I, sometimes, sometimes I can. <laughs> but, you know, but like, yeah. just the grasp of these people don't understand that maybe sometimes I just need to take a break. Yeah. And the, but yeah. like you said, because we look normal, Yeah. they don't expect do you and they, they do they knew about my history but like they don't know enough they just think oh he's got a heart condition like you said he's fine now he's had surgery oh no i'm on like how many tablets a day i'm always going to appointments you know yeah it's, yeah it's, it's not a once in a lifetime thing you're done yeah no and that that's what i'm and then that's that's kind of like you know, that's kind of been like what I've been striving to get across ever since I had my last open arms. Like, man, like, you know, I'm, I'm 29 and I had to deal with this again. And like, I know, I know, you know, I'm going to be 37 here in a month. I was like, you know, who knows, maybe in another 10, 15 years, I'm going to have to deal with it again. Yeah. And, you know, people like don't understand, like, if you're born with it, you're born with it. There's no, there's no way of getting around it, and there's no, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm sure there are people who can live with it better than others. Uh, you know, there's some people out there that, you know, genetically, you know, get lucky and they have one surgery and they're done. But there's other people I know that have had three, five, 10, 15 surgeries. It's just, you know, you, you just don't know. And that's what people need to understand is that, you know, CHD is different for everybody. Well, like even when you're saying with the people that have had one surgery and have been fine, it can change in an instant. And they know mm-hmm. that themselves. Like, you know, yeah. I've spoken to a couple of people who are, have had like the one surgery and they do well and all that but they're really they are aware that you know one day it could change and they're quite prepared for that but that's the problem with like what we have to go through we just have to roll with it really exactly Exactly. (laughs) um... and it's quite interesting because i what i want to talk to you about and it's quite important because it's also about awareness as well because I am, like you said at the beginning, you are you're a, you're a big fan of pro wrestling and you do your whole, you've got your own sports blog and everything that covers all sorts of things. And yep. uh, I like I like sports as well. 
who doesn't like sport. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. um, I'm also a fan, like I've been a fan of wrestling since I was a kid and kind of stalled, but got got back into it more now. And it was a YouTube video you put on a few months ago, I think it was. Yeah. Yep. Say, I can say last year now because we're in 2022. Yeah, but exactly. Last year. And it was about the CHD title. And for people that don't know, that's a wrestling belt. That's like a, a championship. And yep. then I'd noticed the other week you've got, well, you've got the belt there. I'll have to get a photo of that and put it on my page at some yeah. point. And so I really wanted to talk about this because you're actually doing an event for it. Yes. In February, which happens to be during CHD Awareness Week. Yep. I think so, that was planned. Obviously, that wasn't just. Oh, uh, yeah, it was planned. It was very much. <laughs> so, um, if so... you want to talk about, you know, even like going to a bit about how, because obviously, maybe with your condition, did you want to get into that pro wrestling side and you've had to take a different turn? Yes. 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 Yep. So, a little bit about my backstory with that is I, I grew up being a big pro wrestling fan. Like, I loved it. I started watching it like I remember my mom telling me that my aunts and uncles sat me in front of the TV when I was three or four years old and just never stopped watching and I always wanted to be a pro wrestler like that was my thing uh there I don't I had a lot of different favorites like obviously Hogan was my number one as a child but then as I got older and understood the business and the psychology and stuff like that like I really got into liking guys like Shawn Michaels and uh, Mr. Perfect and uh, Ted DiBiase who I absolutely love and so like the technical guys are the guys that I really started loving well when when I was in high school um, my best friend at the time decided to become a pro wrestler after we graduated okay and i really wanted to do it i wanted to physically get in there and be his tag team partner like that was my whole <laughs> that was my whole goal and dream was be his tag team partner and you know i obviously went to my cardiologist and talked to him about it because i'm like hey this something i really want to do and he just was like no 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 chance Nope. And so, you know, that, that was, that was right after, that was right after I had my second open heart surgery is when I had that conversation. I was like, Hey doc, you think, think now I'm through the surgery, I could be a pro wrestler. And he's like, no, he's like, uh, -uh." I was like, he's like, absolutely not. And so, um, you know, I, I watched my best friend do his thing. Um, I tried, uh, you know, I, I went to a lot of his shows and I watched him and all this other stuff. And along the way, I started meeting a lot of really cool people on the independent scene here in Michigan. For a while, I kind of, I, I, I didn't know any better. And so I broke a lot of etiquette in pro wrestling uh, back when I was a teenager in my young 20s. Because nobody taught me anything. No. You know, <laughs> You know, because I wasn't a wrestler, nobody taught me anything. And so, like, I went on a, like, probably good five to six year run of, like, running my mouth and saying things I probably shouldn't be saying to people. And I basically was pretty, pretty, like, not well liked 
by some of the people in the Michigan wrestling community. But so I stepped away from it. Around 2011, I uh, stepped away from it. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need any part of this anymore. But about, about a year, I want to say about six months to a year after my third open heart surgery, I had a friend, um, you know, right now he goes by the uh, ring name of Anderson Knight. And Anderson and I had been friends for quite a long time. And he started, he started getting to wrestling. Um, he started, he trained legitimately and started doing shows and he's like man you should uh you should come watch me or whatever come come to a couple of my matches and so at first i was like yeah i don't think this is a good idea you know i'm not very well liked and you know whatnot and he's like oh, don't worry about the past you know it's a different generation now and so i started to go to watch him and i was like you know what I can still be involved in wrestling, but do it the right way. Yeah. I started, I started using um, Hollywood's World of Sports, which is my sports blog, as a platform to promote wrestlers in Michigan. Okay, cool. Yep. And so, like, right now, like, if there's, a, like, a really great match that happens in Michigan, I'll do, like, a weekly segment called Michigan Match of the Week. And you know, say where the what promotion the match is from, and you know who the two or three wrestlers are. And so I've really, I've really redeemed myself through doing things the right way. And about a year and a half ago, I started getting involved with a promotion here. Uh, it's called Independence Pro Wrestling, and it's you know around my hometown. And I, I become I become friends with you know the people that run it and whatnot. And so one day out of the blue, I just threw the idea out there. What if we do a show that raises awareness for CHD? And I they didn't think much of it first. They said it is kind of like, okay, we'll keep it in mind. But then I'm like, no, you guys don't understand like there is no other sports organization or pro wrestling company in the States that has ever publicly raised awareness for CHD. Yeah. Why not? I'm like, not all, not, you're not just doing this for me, you know, but you're becoming the first to do something that nobody else has done. And so when I presented it to them like that, they're like, all right, let's do it. And so over, over all that period of talking and whatnot, another sport that I am involved with, one that I'm actually able to compete in, is I throw cornhole. I'm an avid cornhole thrower. What's, what's cornhole? That's, that's a very American thing, isn't it? I've never well, heard of it. Uh, well, so, so probably over um, on your side of the world, it's probably known as like beanbag toss. Oh, or, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, here, here it's called cornhole, right, and okay. it's actually it's actually become a very competitive sport. I thought you were going to say something too, like corn dogs or something. That wasn't nope. nope. <laughs> um, nope. Cornhole has actually become a very competitive sport sport here in the in the states. And so, back in September, there was a cornhole tournament 
uh, in my hometown where I grew up. And my buddy, Jason, who actually does all the graphics and design for my website and my blog, um, he decided <clears throat> to surprise me at this tournament and presented me with a custom championship belt with my face and my name and everything on it. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Like I got pretty, I got really choked up thinking about it. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? That's really cool. But that's more like of a personal gift yeah. than anything. And so I, the wheels started turning. So I'm like, okay, I love championship belts. I mean, like anytime I go to a wrestling show, if someone has a replica belt that I haven't had a picture with, I'll ask somebody to get a picture with it. Like, that's just my thing. Like, I'm the unofficial belt collector. <laughs> and so um, the wheels started turning. I was like, you know what? What if I had a belt made that represented everybody and not just me? And so I did my due diligence and I did my research and, you know, talked to a couple people about it. And I was like, well, why don't I, why don't I come up with the uh, CHD awareness belt that represents everybody? And then like when there's special CHD events that go on, I can bring it, bring it to those events and let kids and adults get their picture taken with it. And, you know, when I go to certain places, you know, I'll bring it with me and people. Yeah, people that's cool. And so that, that's, that's kind of how it's all come together because now, now that we're having the CHD awareness show, I'm bringing the CHD awareness belt. That's great. And is that, is it going to, is there going to be a match for that belt then? Or I is it a case know. of just, just a, like. I, I, I don't think there's going to be a match for it. My idea was kind of just like to leave it on display for people. Now, that doesn't mean it won't get used in a match. God, God help us all if that belt gets used in a match. But no, I'm just, I'm just going to leave it on display for people to see. And if you know they have questions about it, I'll, I'll be there to answer questions. And you know, it's going to be a fun night. It's a really, um, it's a really good idea. Like, like you say, the, no one's ever done anything like that before. So like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a CHD belt. So yeah, that's great. And. Um, we can, I can, I can try and help as well as much as I can for the awareness of it as well. Anyway, yeah. And so, like, I mean, honestly, so this is a funny story. Um, I actually, I actually have my cardiologist appointment, uh, my yearly cardiologist appointment next week, and I remember, I remember telling my other half, I was like, I think I'm going to bring the belt to the appointment. <laughs> like, why not? I mean. You have all these nurses and doctors that work on us CHD patients. They should be able to see it too, in my opinion. So I'm there. There's a good chance that that belt is coming to a doctor's office with me. As long as you don't use it on the doctor when they're. I don't know. If they, <laughs> I'm gonna give you bad news. <laughs> if they give me bad news, <laughs> use the bedpan like Austin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, oh my God, that's that's one moment with that. I don't care how many times that I replay that moment. I just cannot stop laughing every time. That's great. 
but yeah, that like that whole so that event is February twelfth, isn't it? Yep. So it's a Saturday yep. night. Um and is that's through is it your promotion? Yep, it's through uh the you know, the guys that I know that run that promotion. And it will uh, be again. it's in Michigan, is it? Yep, it's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Right, okay. Um, I can't make they, it, but I'll try. <laughs> well, no, no. Well, see, Stuart, the cool thing, the cool thing, the cool thing about IPW is they put all their shows on YouTube like a week or two afterwards. Well, once the show is over, they, uh, you know, they edit it up and put all the graphics and all the, you know, backstage segments. Oh, that's involved. great. So I will be able to see it and I'll be able to yeah, yep. get it after and stuff. That's um, great. Yeah, they uh IPW does a really good job of like post production when it comes to their shows. And so like I I'm excited to see what they do with this one. Like I'm like for me and I and I've talked about this a couple times, like just the timing this is the timing of it because February twelfth is when I had my last open heart surgery. And that's just, that's just crazy to me. So yeah, and I told this uh, I told this story the other day. Think about this: February twelfth, twenty fourteen. I was going, I was undergoing my third open heart surgery. February twelfth, twenty twenty two. There's a CHD pro wrestling show, and the venue, the venue is only two miles from where I had my open heart surgery. Oh, really? That's cool. That's how crazy this whole thing is. Like, I, I I tell people, I was like, well, I mean, wrestling is scripted and you can't script this any better. <laughs> that's really good. And that's yeah. like, that's really poetic as well for yourself and yep. what you're trying to do. Yep. Have you got anything you'd like to talk about even more or anything you'd you like? Know, I just, you know, I just want people out there with CHD to like believe in themselves. I really like, I feel like sometimes when you deal with CHD, you feel like you can't accomplish your dreams and your goals. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can. Like, um, you know, I, again, yeah, I couldn't be a pro wrestler. I mean, and then, you know, there are days that, that bothers me, but at the same time, you know, I'm involved with helping the promotion when they do the shows in my hometown, um, you know, I go out and, you know, put up flyers around town and help out that way. And, you know, the promoters are good friends of mine who have basically accepted me into their, you know, family um, and stuff like that. And so um, there are different ways to be involved with your uh, dreams and goals and ambitions and you just, you just gotta gotta have the right attitude and the right mentality um you know for the longest time I was uh I was stuck in different jobs that I absolutely hated uh, I worked in retail for a long time and like after so many years of doing it I absolutely hated it and you know I'm finally working my dream job doing social media for a ice arena um where i live and i've always like i said one of my dream jobs was always working sports or wrestling so here i am you're doing all yeah 
here I am. I'm, I'm so passionate about social media when it comes to like marketing and branding. And so here I am. I'm using one of my passions to work at a sports related job. And so like people, people should never ever underestimate their abilities just because they have CHD. That's a very good, very, that's, that's perfect, man. That's really good. <laughs> Great way to end that. Yes. So I'm glad we finally got to have this chat. It's been very long in the making, but we got there and it's yep. been great. I've enjoyed it and I'll keep in touch. Yep. Keep safe and be well. Yeah, you too. You too. Catch you later, man. Yep, you too.